Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 342 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us glean the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 7. This chapter takes place during the Feast of the Tabernacles when the Jewish people made temporary huts to live in for seven days. It was done to remind them about the time God led them out of slavery and provided for them for 40 years. Each day of the festival, water was taken from the Pool of Siloam nearby and poured over the altar in memory of how God provided for them in every way. On the eighth day, Jesus said to them, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He is the living water that they so desperately needed and we need today. Jesus' brothers didn't believe he was the Messiah. I can imagine that growing up with him as their brother, they wouldn't think of him as anything but their brother. They ridiculed him like most brothers do, but Jesus' response to them was kind. He said, my time, opportunity has not come yet, but any time is suitable for you and your opportunity is ready any time, is always here. He didn't berate them into believing in him, but showed himself as loving and compassionate, just as he is. He allowed them time when he told them they would always be welcome to believe in him. His brothers, James and Jude, wrote two books in the Bible, so we know they eventually did come to believe in him as the Messiah. The Pharisees plotted against Jesus in this chapter. He spent much time defending who he was and where he came from, but they didn't believe him. They sent attendants to arrest Jesus, but the men couldn't. In verse 46, they said, never has a man talked as this man talks. No mere man has ever spoken as he speaks. So they returned to the Pharisees empty-handed, and the Pharisees were furious. It wasn't God's timing for Jesus' arrest and crucifixion, so the plot had to wait. The Pharisees relied on their knowledge from the scriptures, not their hearts, for their hearts were hard, just as was prophesied. In verse 38, Jesus said, he who believes in me cleaves to me and trusts in and relies on me as the scripture has said from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water we are blessed to be the recipients of this living water the holy spirit living within us we can be restored and filled every moment of every day because he lives within us while the people in jesus day had to wait we do not and we can thank god today for his grace and mercy let's see what john shares in our last chapter in revelation 22 John was shown the river whose waters gave life, sparkling like crystal, flowing out from the throne of God and of the Lamb. This must have been a spectacular sight. In our gospel reading today, we read that those who believe in Jesus from their innermost beings shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. The Holy Spirit is in us, and we can experience the waters that flow from God and Jesus here on earth. It will be glorious when we see and experience it all in heaven. There was a tree of life on both sides of the river. Each could bear 12 different fruits, one kind for every month. According to verse 2, the leaves' purpose was to heal and restore the nations. In verse 9, John was told to worship God with an exclamation point. May we worship the Lord with our whole hearts. It is our true purpose. In verse 13, John heard, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the before all and the end of all. Then Jesus said, 
I, Jesus, have sent my messenger, angel, to you to witness and to give you assurance of these things for the churches, the assemblies. I am the root, the source, and the offspring of David, the radiant and brilliant morning star. The Lord loves us so much that he wants us to know he is waiting for us and what is waiting for us. May we receive the fullness of his love and be mightily encouraged in our spirit today. Verse 17 is a gift and a promise to us and says, The Holy Spirit and the bride, the church, the two Christians say, Come, and let him who is listening say, Come, and let everyone come who is thirsty, who is painfully conscious of his need of those things by which the soul is refreshed, supported, and strengthened. And whoever earnestly desires to do it, let him come, take, appropriate, and drink the water of life without cost. Let us drink from the living waters today. We can do this as we worship and come into the presence of the Lord. The last verse of the Bible of this final chapter says, The grace, blessing, and favor of the Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah be with all the saints, God's holy people, those set apart for God to be, as it were, exclusively his. Amen. So let it be. We are exclusively God's. What a wonderful way to end the Bible. The Lord sees us and keeps us his, exclusively his. We can meditate on that today. Let's see what we can learn in Hosea chapter 11. We read about God's love for Israel. He starts this chapter by recalling his love for them when they were a young nation. Just as we remember our babies who grew and began to walk, the Lord lovingly recalls when they were young and he lifted them by their arms. God said he healed them, but they didn't recognize him as their healer. When we are young, we don't understand the gravity of all our parents did to care for us. We don't learn that until we care for our own. Similarly, the young Israelite nation didn't understand all God did for them, and they strayed from him, seeking other gods to serve. They backslid from God, yet the Lord was troubled and greatly saddened that he would have to bring judgment upon them. In verse 8, he said, How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I surrender you and cast you off, O Israel? The Lord lamented about having to send them into exile, and he looks forward to bringing them back to himself. In chapter 12, the Lord tells Ephraim they feed on the wind. They pursue useless things in vain, like alliances with Egypt and Assyria, thinking they can help save them from their enemies. But only God can save them. We can reflect on our current life pursuits and ask the Lord if we seek them in vain or if he ordains them. As we near the end of the prophets, it is a good time to seek God's wisdom and his will for our lives. Each time I read through the prophets, I desire to go deeper in my relationship with God. This time, I want him to uncover any selfish motives work that God hasn't asked me to do, and idols I don't consciously know that I am serving. What can you ask God about as we are coming close to finishing a year in his word? Hosea likens Jacob to the Israelites. Jacob grabbed his brother's heel in the womb and was known to be a deceiver. He struggled with God all night and finally asked for a blessing. Likewise, the Israelites continued struggling with God and wanted blessings from him. Jacob knew he needed God and surrendered to him. The Lord wanted Israel to come to this place and in verse 6 told them to return to him. He said, hold fast to love and mercy, to righteousness and justice, and wait expectantly for your God continually. May we do the same and diligently seek the Lord. Let's see what Solomon has to share with us today in Proverbs 11. Like yesterday, this chapter reads much like separate words of wisdom in each verse, and the righteous and the wicked are compared with one another. The following blessings are reserved for the righteous. The righteous are delivered out of trouble. The righteous shall be delivered through knowledge and superior discernment. When all is well with the righteous, the people rejoice. He who sows righteousness shall be rewarded. 
the righteous attain life, the righteous flourish. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. May we pursue righteousness because it is the way to life. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us more of your power and your might, as well as your love and mercy in your word. Thank you for being the almighty God that you are. Help us follow you and not the world. Keep our hearts yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.